Hello and how are you? This is Alice again coming to you from Total Health Academy where we do all things Total Health or we speak all things Total Health. So today I come to you again with a, a different disorder. This time it's a disorder. It's a mental health disorder and today we're going to talk about major depression or major depressive disorder. So there, there are different types of uh, depression, but today we're going to talk about um, major depression. Major depression is also called clinical depression. So it is kind of severe. Um, and people who are affected by it, normally they might have suicidal thoughts. But not everybody who has depression gets suicidal thoughts. So the mood disorder sometimes is persistent feeling of sadness, loss of interest in normal day-to-day -day activities. So this disorder kind of affects how a person thinks, how they feel, and how they act. Scientists, they say that... Um, if somebody has this kind of disorder, that they might require long-term treatment. But I'm here to give you hope because, you know, that's what I do. I give people hope to tell you that even though scientists say that, that is not really true. And the reason why I say it's not true, if you know what is the root cause is, you can actually get cured from major depression. So you don't, if you suffer from this disease, just know that there is hope that you don't have to be on medication for the rest of your life and you can be totally, totally cured from this disorder. But before that happens, you're going to know what's causing it. You know, the root cause, the root cause is so important. And that's actually why I'm talking about major depression today, because I help people find the root cause of their diseases, find the root cause of their disorders. And with that, you can actually get rid of it. And, and mind you, this is not done with medication. I know you might be surprised to hear that. But the work that you need to do to find the root cause, it has nothing to do with nutrition. It has nothing to do with medicine or treatment. It is some, a different type of work that you need to do. And you got to do it because nobody else can do it for you. Your doctor, as much as your doctor cares for you, they can do this for you. But you can do it. And that's why I'm talking about it. And I'm here to tell you that I can help you. So let's talk about the signs and symptoms of major depression. Normally, most people don't have the same symptoms, even though they might, be, they might have the same diagnosis of major depression, but the symptoms are not always the same from person to person. So people will express uh, different signs and symptoms. And believe it or not, 
there is a doctor actually here in the U.S. His name is Dr. Amen. Yeah, his name is Dr. Amen. And he has clinics all over. He's one of the doctors who do brain scans for people who have mental illness and mostly with depression. And he can tell you that even though people have the same diagnosis, their brains look different. They all look different for each person. So there you go. So not everybody will have some of the signs and symptoms I'm going to talk about. But for most part, most people do. So um, feelings of sadness, tearfulness, emptiness, hopelessness, and sometimes helplessness. Uh, sometimes people have angry outbursts, uh, irritability, frustration, even over small matters. Loss of interest or pressure in most or normal activities such as sex, hobbies, and sports. Uh, sleep disturbances. Some people sleep too much. Some people don't sleep at all. You know, they have trouble falling asleep or staying asleep. Some, some wake up way too early before they have enough sleep. Other people sleep all the time. So um, some people may feel tired. Lack of energy, tiredness, and lack of energy is one of the classic symptoms of depression. But it could also be other disorders, like say um, when your thyroid is not working properly. Most people will say that they, they feel tired, they have no energy, and many other disorders, actually. Most people will express that. So, But with major depression, even the small tasks, it takes an effort. It takes an effort to just get out of bed and take a shower. It takes an effort to get up and cook something to eat. Um, it takes an effort to take the trash outside, you know, those kind of things. Um, some people may have reduced appetite and they lose weight. Other people have increased craving for food and they gain weight. So that goes two ways. Uh, some people may be anxious, agitated, and restless. Other people have slow thinking, slow talking, and slow body movement. There is also feeling of unworthiness or excessive guilt, fixation on past failures, and self-brain. Um, trouble thinking, concentration, uh, trouble making decisions, trouble remembering things. It's almost like some type of a dementia. <laughs> and actually, um, depression is a risk factor for dementia. So this, this is something that needs to be taken care of. It's not something you just want to ignore and not get treated. But more than that, it's getting to the root cause of the problem and getting rid of it. Um, we are still talking about signs and symptoms. So some people may have frequent or recurrent thoughts of death, but it's not everybody who feels like that. Some people may be suicidal, or some people may even try to commit suicide. So not all, not everybody has this, but some people do. And actually, if you have this, I can, I can tell you I know what the root cause is. Even without knowing your story, anytime I encounter somebody with suicidal thoughts, suicidal ideations, um, or suicidal attempts, I already know what the root cause is. And this is not something you ever fix with medication. 
So, also, we are still talking about signs and symptoms. Unexplained physical problems such as um, back pain, headaches, you know, including migraines. Uh, so, they usually say that um, depression is the number one cause of physical disability all over the world. So, people who have depression actually sense pain more than other people. So, for some people with depression... Symptoms are usually severe enough to cause noticeable problems in day-to-day -day activities such as work, school, social activity, and relationships. So that's that for, well, actually that's that for most uh, signs and symptoms. But with children or young teens, they might express their symptoms differently so they won't um, express their symptoms like everybody else. So in younger children, the symptoms of depression may include sadness, irritability, and clinginess. If you find a child who is clingy, most of the time they could be depressed. Uh, but usually it actually comes from fear, anxiety. But as you know, Clonic anxiety will cause depression. So if you have a child like that, it is best to sit down with them and find out what it is that they are, they are afraid of. Um, excessive worry is another thing that you see with children. Uh, aches and pains, you know, um, missing school because they, they are always sick. Every now and then they fall sick. Uh, refusing to go to school and also being underweight. That is failure to thrive. In teens, the symptoms of sadness may be noticeable irritability, feeling negative, feeling worthless, anger, poor performance, and poor attendance in school, feeling misunderstood. By the way, this is a big one when it comes to teenagers. If your teenager is always feeling misunderstood, um, you need to take note of that. That could be a symptom of something much, much bigger. Or where you see um, um, uh, a sibling is always fighting with other siblings and always claim, claiming that they feel misunderstood, that nobody understands them. That is a sign of depression. Um, and if it's not taken care of, it will actually grow into something else. So it needs to be nipped in the bud, um, addressed. Um, but usually... Um, unless you know what the root cause is, you probably will not be able to fix it. But that's why I'm here. Okay, so that's that. Um, so with teenagers, they also may be extremely sensitive. Everything they have, um, um, they get offended by many things. You might say something and they get offended by the way you say it. You might look at them and they get offended by the way you look at them. So they're extremely sensitive. You might even say good morning and that is enough to annoy them. So when you see that, that, that is a symptom of something much deeper. Uh, also, when you see them using recreational drugs like um, uh, alcohol and other substances, um, overeating, sleeping too much, self-harm, loss of interest in normal activities, and avoidance of social interaction. So that's the, those are the symptoms for uh, teenagers. Now, with older folk, they also might show um, or uh, present their symptoms differently. 
uh, mostly with older people. Uh, depression is not a normal part of growing old. So if you see this happening, don't just chuck it off to getting old. Um, people are not supposed to be depressed. Unfortunately, depression often goes uh, untreated in older people. Uh, diagnosis is also not made because people just excuse it. Oh, even the people themselves, you'll hear them say, oh, I'm just getting older. You know, so depression is not a normal part of aging. But with older adults, the symptoms are a little bit different and they're not as obvious. But you might see memory difficulties, personality changes. And especially if you see that, that is um, a sign of dementia. And dementia can actually... Uh, present itself as depression also. So it needs to be addressed quickly. This is, if you see somebody who is, and this is not your usual um, memory loss. If you see somebody who was saying uh, they kept dates and all of a sudden they are forgetting, their personality has changed. Maybe it's somebody who used to keep their house very neat and clean and all of a sudden they are not taking care of things. They are not paying bills on time. Uh, it is time to get this person in therapy, number one. But at the same time, uh, get in touch with me so we can do a root cause analysis to find out where their problem is coming from. Now, with older folk, you might also see that they have increased uh, physical aches and pains. They're always complaining of back pain, this and this, hearts, um, fatigue, loss of appetite, trouble sleeping, loss of interest in sex, um, which is not caused by either medication or another physical condition. Uh, often wanting to stay at home, uh, they are not going out to social gatherings or don't want to socialize uh, or doing anything new. They don't want to do new things. You know, they just want to stay at home and away from everybody else. Some some of them may also have suicidal thinking and um, suicidal feelings. And especially if they are older men who probably live by themselves. So that's, those are signs and symptoms of um, uh, older folk. Now, risk factors. Let's talk about risk factors of depression and see what kind of causes um, this disorder. N normally, depression can affect anyone at any age, but most of the times you'll see problems in early teens um, are young adults and in their 20s and 30s, and this might just progress and become worse over time. More women than men are affected, and um, some of the factors you might see uh, that might trigger de um, development of depression will be uh, certain personality traits. People who have low self-esteem or people who are dependent on others, uh, people who are self-critical, people who are pessimistic. Um, but those are actually signs of deeper issues going on. But those, those can point you to there's something, you know, that can put someone at risk for depression. Because somebody who is um, too dependent on somebody else, 
let's say if their husband leaves them, they might go into depression. Um, if that happens, um, that is a symptom of something much more complicated, something you can actually fix with medication because the person who is affected, they, they, they need to do some, some work on themselves. Because um, not everybody goes into depre- depression. Yes, you may have grieving, but nobody goes into major depression because somebody left. The grieving process, which has to be separated, you have to know no more grieving from pathological grieving. Um, if somebody is left by their husband, um, they are not getting out of bed, they are not eating. Yes, they can grieve. That is understood. But at some point, this can, it cannot go on from month to month to a point where this person is incapable of doing anything. Uh, for themselves. So those kind of things. Now, we are still on risk factors. If there is a history of traumatic or a stressful event in the past, like say physical abuse, uh, sexual abuse, um, death of a loved one, um, having a difficult relationship, or financial problems, a history of that, that is a risk factor for major depression. Um, blood, if there's um, blood relatives who have depression and other mental health disorders like bipolar, alcoholism, and suicide, that is definitely a risk factor. If there is suicide in the family, that means the family members can be affected by the same thing. And like I said, uh, if you see suicide, th- that is very, very deep and it comes from a place and that cannot be fixed with medication. Absolutely not. So that's why I can help you understand some things that, you know, not, some things that most people don't understand where that comes from. So that will be an inherited disorder also. So inherited disorders all come from the same place. Um, and, and it's not genetics. It's beyond genetics. Okay, so we are still talking about um, risk factors for depression. Being a lesbian, being bisexual, being transgender, being intersex. Um, if you don't have like... A supportive environment to express these things, um, you can be a risk for major depression because um, these are issues and they are big issues and most people don't have a supportive um, environment where they can feel safe to express these things. Um, now, History of uh, mental health, other mental health disorders, say like anxiety disorder, eating disorder, post-traumatic stress disorder, are all risk for major depression. History of alcohol abuse or history of recreational drug use can be risk factors for major depression. But actually, when you see drug abuse or substance abuse, those are symptoms of a much bigger problem. Everything I'm mentioning here, including the sexual orientation stuff, 
they are all symptoms of something much deeper and much more serious. Um, we are still on risk factors. Um, serious chronic illness, including cancer, stroke, chronic pain, and um, heart disease, they are all risk factors for major depression. Now, certain medications also can put somebody at risk for having major depression. And would you know that blood pressure medication can put somebody at risk for major depression? Can you imagine that? But yeah, blood pressure medicine. And how many people in the world take blood pressure medicine? A whole lot of people. Um, sleeping pills can also put someone at risk for depression. So that is that for risk factors. I'm sure there is many more risk factors, but I will leave that at that. Now, complications of major depression. Uh, it does have complications. Um, depression is a serious disorder, like I said before, and it can, it can take a toll on the person who is affected and also the family members. Depression often gets worse if it's not addressed, if it's not treated, um, resulting in emotional behavior and other health problems. Um, examples of complications of depression, excessive weight gain. And this may come from just the fact that either somebody is overeating or somebody is not very active or the medication that somebody is taking. So excessive weight gain, obesity, are complications of major depression. Heart disease, uh, diabetes, and um, especially um, excessive weight gain, obesity, and diabetes can be actually be caused by antidepressants. Um, pain and physical illness can also be complications of um, major depression, Alcohol and drug misuse, especially opiates, and you know, because people are trying to treat or to medicate themselves because there's a lot of pain involved. And usually, the kind of pain that is happening, yes, is felt physically, but it's not coming from the body itself, it's coming from a different place. Um, Anxiety, panic disorders, uh, sociophobias, prolonged anxiety obviously causes depression. So if somebody is suffering from panic disorders from time to time, anxiety and sociophobias, there is, you know, it's a complication. But it can also cause, it's a complication for depression, but it's, it can also cause the depression itself. So it could be a risk factor or a complication. Uh, family conflict, relationship difficulties, um, work and school problems can be complication of this depression. Social isolation is another one because um, people, people normally, you know, when somebody is depressed, they're trying to isolate themselves and also people don't want to hang around them, you know. Suicidal feelings, suicidal attempts, um, self-mutilation, self-cutting. This is um, where somebody is doing self-harm or self-injurious behaviors. Um, and also another complication is actually premature death or other medical conditions. 
because so, so, so there are serious, serious complications of depression. Premature death can be brought on by even the medication that somebody is taking because the medication for depression can cause type, type 2 diabetes. It can cause heart disease from the weight gain. Uh, it can also cause thyroid disorders. So, I mean, thyroid problems themselves can cause, when the thyroid is not working properly, it can cause depression or symptoms that look like depression. But also the medication that we use to treat depression can also cause thyroid problems. So according to textbook, um, prevention, when it comes to prevention of depression, there is no sure way to prevent depression. However, strategies may be uh, maybe employed, which can help, like taking steps to control stress. Most people don't even know what stress is, but I can tell you, stress is actually one of the risk factors that cause depression. But when you call me, I'll be able to tell you the old, stress is a newer name for a very old problem. So I'll be able to tell you what that is because most people don't understand what stress is and they, they think it's something that's in the head that cannot cause problems, but stress can cause a whole lot of problems. Um, reaching out to family and friends, especially in times of crisis, that, that's a good thing to do uh, to help weather the rough spells. But this is not something you want to live with. So the sooner you get rid of depression, which... Like I said before, you can absolutely get rid of depression forever. But you have to know what's causing it. And that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to help you. So, and also, so according to textbook, they also say getting treatment at the earliest sign of, of depression is a good idea to prevent depression from worsening. So consider getting like long-time maintenance of treatment. Well, you can consider that, but if you really want to get rid of this problem, you, you should really get in touch with me because this is something you absolutely can get rid of. So this is not something you need to live with. Because I, and I've had people say that, um, educate people on how to live with um, mental illness, you don't have to live with mental illness. You absolutely do not have to live with mental illness. And as I'm telling you this, I personally have a personal testimony of mental illness. So this is something I know. I, I have had a physical illness, actually an autoimmune disease, which at the time when I had it, I did not know that the body has ability to heal itself. But now I do. And by the time I got diagnosed, because I, I have my own diagnosis too of um, bipolar disorder, I already knew what was going on. And that didn't even take time. It, it did not take time to get cured, completely cured. I took medication for like a week. I was in the hospital for nine days. And I took some time off from work for like two months. And I was completely cured. I went back to work. That was almost five years ago. Yeah. And I don't expect to ever have it again. 
I even wrote a book about it. So wouldn't you rather do that? That I think to me that would be success if you can actually overcome something and write a book about it and actually tell people how to get healed. So that's why I'm doing this because I know you can overcome depression. This is not something you need to live with or you have to live with unless you don't address it. And by addressing it, I mean going to the root of it. If you address the root cause, you can overcome this problem. So now let's talk about uh, diagnosis. Normally, if you go to the doctor or the doctor will normally do a physical exam, they also need to do some lab tests. Like I said before, thyroid problems kind of mimic depression. So they need to do blood work to make sure that another physical condition is not causing the depression. So after they rule out other physical conditions, then they can do a psychiatric evaluation and then uh, do the diagnosis. Normally, there is no blood test for depression. It's kind of ruled out. You, you do by ruling out other disorders that mimic depression. Um, once you rule them out and there is no physical illness detected or observed, then we can safely assume that somebody has depression. Now, there are different types of depressions. Normally, um, people with major depression, like I said before, they don't always behave the same way. They don't always present the same way. And if you had to do brain scans, they don't look the same. So um, the doctors will normally put a specifier to say what type of major depression you have. So you might see um, the doctor write on the prescription pad, depression with unusual restlessness. That is called anxious uh, distress or depression with anxious distress. Uh, If somebody has an unusual worry or restlessness. You might also see them say depression with mixed features. If it has mixed features, it means that they are presenting with simultaneous depression and sometimes with mania. So this kind of looks like bipolar, but you will see depression with mixed features. Sometimes um, somebody presents with elevated self-esteem. They are talking too much increase energy and then the next time they come they might be very depressed they are not talking they are moving slow they can think clearly that kind of um symptom so you see the doctor might write depression with mixed features uh, sometimes they might say major depression with melancholic features this is where uh, the mood or the person's mood is um, worsened in the morning, major changes in appetite, uh, feelings of guilt. And actually, when somebody feels guilty or they have self-brain, they are dealing with um, toxic guilt, which is a totally a different condition, but it can still cause major depression and it's coming from a place also. And you can you can get healed from this one too, um, because toxic um, guilt can go on to cause physical problems, um, physical diseases, 
Um, so we are still talking about the different types of uh, major depression. There is um, major depression with atypical fissures. Um, that is where depression, um, there is uh, temporary uh, episodes of cheerfulness, uh, somebody being happy, they have increased appetite, um, and then, or they are sleeping too much, and then they will complain of feeling uh, a sense of heaviness in their legs and their arms, you know, it's atypical, it's not your typical depression. Um, you might also see major depression with psychotic fissures. If you see that, the person is having delusions and hallucinations also with uh, the depression. Um, you might see major depression with catatonia. This is where um, somebody is just sitting or they're just moving uncontrollable and purposeless movement. Uh, it could be either fixed or in um, inflexible postures, like lifting your arms up for and holding your arms in that position for an extended period of time, for like an hour, maybe two hours without moving. It's purposeless. It doesn't serve any purpose, but these people cannot um, control it. They can't control it and they keep doing it. So that is catatonia for you. So you might also see depression with uh, peripatum onset. This is where somebody is pregnant and they become depressed or postpartum. This is where after delivery of a baby, a few weeks or a few months after delivery, the person becomes depressed. You might also see major depression, which is seasonal uh, depression related to changes in the season, like in the winter, uh, when there is less sunlight, people become depressed. So that is seasonal affective. You can call it, some people call it seasonal affective disorder. So other types of depression, and I may have to come back and tackle one by one, is bipolar, uh, other disorders that cause depression and it can be major depression um but sometimes it, it might not be major depression so bipolar one and bipolar two and i actually have a lesson where um at the beginning of my podcast if you look down there is a, a lesson i have done about bipolar one bipolar two and unipolar disorders just differentiating uh, between bipolar 1 and between bipolar 2. Um, so it, it will be helpful to go back and listen to that. Now, when it comes to unipolar, now what we are doing today, major depress depression or classic depression or clinical depression is actually a unipolar disorder. So this is what we are doing. So we are do dissecting one of the problems there. And at some point, I will come back and dissect bipolar 1 and bipolar 2 in more detail. The reason why I would like to do this is I was having a conversation on Facebook one time and uh, I was making a comment. This lady came and said, um, how difficult it is to live with bipolar. And, and I said, you know, you don't have to live with it. Because like I said, I have a personal testimony of this. I said, you don't have to live with it. If you get to the root cause of what the problem is, you can actually get rid of this. 
And she said, how can you do that? Somebody will have to have brain surgery to do that. I said, no, you don't need brain surgery. So that's why I love talking about mental illness because um, some people think it's something they have to live with, but actually you don't have to live with and you absolutely do not have to have brain surgery. Now, the kind of surgery that you're going to need is a mind surgery. Your mind need to be surgically fixed, but that one is a different kind of surgery. It doesn't require your normal tools. There's no blood involved and you can actually do this. It's now wonderful. You can do your own mind surgery. And if you do mind surgery, you will definitely fix your brain. That is wonderful. I think it is. Anyway, we are still talking about other types of um, condition or disorders that can cause depression. So we talked about bipolar 1, bipolar 2, and unipolar is what we are talking about now. There is also psychrothemic disorder. Psychrothemic is where the highs and the lows are a little bit milder than bipolar, but it's still chronic and it's persistent. Then there's disruptive mood dysregulation, which is chronic and can cause, somebody can have severe irritability, and this usually affects children, and they can have extreme temper outbursts um, and those kind of things. So that is usually seen, the mood disorder is seen in children, and it is chronic, and it can be severe, so it does need to be addressed. Um, then there is persistent depressive disorder. They all kind of sound the same, don't they? Uh, sometimes also called dysthymia or dysthymic disorder, where this is uh, less severe but more chronic form of depression. Um, it usually is not as disabling as major depression, but it's persistent and depressive. So, one more or maybe two more other types of disorders that can cause depression. PMS. Most people know about PMS. This is premenstrual dysphoric disorder. It involves depression associated with hormonal changes um, and it begins like a week before uh, a woman has her menstrual period and it lasts like a few days after the onset of the menstrual period. So it's hormonal related. There is also a more severe type which is called PMDD um, and all that is involved with hormones. Now if somebody has that I already know what the root cause of this is. And also, this is not some, the root of it, it's not something you can fix with a pill. So, moving right along, there are other types of uh, depression disorders and um, they can be associated with using drugs and those could be recreational drugs or prescribed medication. Like we talked about high blood pressure medicine, that is a pres prescribed medicine that can actually go on to cause depression. Now, treatment. Treatment for uh, depression 
there are lots and lots of medications that can be used. So normally your doctor will choose the best drugs that will work for you. Um, first line of therapy, we normally use SSRIs. SSRIs are a type of drug. Um, it, it, the long name for these type of drugs is selective serotonin leptic inhibitor. I'm going to tell you a little bit when, when, when I kind of finish this topic about serotonin. So they, they, these drugs kind of um, just keep um, the little serotonin that your, your gut, normally it's made in the stomach. Your brain makes a little bit of serotonin, but the majority of it is made in your gut. So the little uh, serotonin that's being made, these drugs are um, designed to keep it circulating a little bit more. So your typical type of uh, SSRIs are Silexa, Lexapro, Plosac, Paxo, Soloft, uh, those type of drugs. Now, if those don't work, your doctor may give you a serotonin norepinephrine leptic inhibitor. So this one um, kind of keeps serotonin and epinephrine circulating a little bit more. And these type of drugs, you'll find Effexa is one of them, Sebota, and a few others. Um, if that don't work, then they might try or they might add an atypical antidepressant. Atypical antidepressants, they, they're just not your typical type, but they also work. Well, butrin, um, trintelix, that's a new one, lemelon, uh, tracidone. Tracidone kind of helps people sleep. So when you see lemelon and tracidone used, uh, these people are also having uh, trouble sleeping. Well, butrin. It's good with people who smoke cigarettes and are also depressed because it can take care of both. But of course, smoking cigarette is an addiction and is just a symptom of a much deeper and a much bigger problem. So uh, that is your atypical antidepressants. Uh, if those don't work, then they might go to the older drugs that we used to use a long time ago. These drugs are not typically used because they have um, more side effects. And those are your tricyclic antidepressants. Um, Elavil is one of them. Doxifen is another one. Um, those kind of drugs. So they are only used if the SSRI uh, don't work. Then... If still things don't work, they might go to a very, very old drug that they, even then they kind of didn't like to use it. Uh, even in the 80s and 70s, they still had, but at the, at the time they did not have the SSRIs. So those are your monoamine oxidase inhibitor or MAOI or MAOIs. Um, monoamine oxidase inhibitors. So if you have to be put on one of these drugs, they have deadly side effects. So the, there is usually um, a dietary restriction not to eat cheese, pickles, wines, and other medication and herbal supplements to be careful because they can um, interact with those. And those drugs are your panate, 
my plan and a few others. So, if those still don't work, there are other medications that you might see being used or sometimes they can use two antidepressants or they can add a mood stabilizer like lithium or Depakote or they might use antipsychotic like Cyprexa um, just to try and help things out. So you might see somebody being prescribed two different types of antidepressants or they might add a mood stabilizer or they might add an antipsychotic or they might add anti-anxiety drug or they might add a stimulant. A stimulant will be what they usually give to um, people who have um, ADHD or uh, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Uh, if still that don't work, they might go to ECT. ECT is electroconvulsive therapy where they pass electricity, sap you with electricity in your brain, or the newer type, which is TMS, which is transcranial magnetic stimulation. Transcranial magnetic stimulation kind of uh, it, it, it uses magnetic pulses that kind of sap your scalp and stimulate the nerve cells so your brain can um, start working. It kind of makes me laugh when I, when I look at that, and it's, I know it's not funny, but when the doctors and the scientists thought about using ECT and TMS, it kind of, the funny part is they have the right idea, but they are using the wrong power source. So that, that's all I'm going to say about that. But when you call me, I'll be able to explain that better. Now, let me quickly talk about the root cause. This is my favorite part to talk about. Um, what causes depression? Let's see what the scientists have to say about that. The scientists say that it is not exactly known what causes um, depression. I'm like, are you serious? Yes, they say that they don't know exactly what causes depression. But they have a few ideas, which I'm very, very grateful that they, they actually have done a lot of research and they have come up with a few things. But this helps me kind of get to the root cause very, very quickly because I already know what causes these things. Because there is an area of a, uh, there is a part of a human being that you cannot see. And that is the part that is left out when we do research. So, but I appreciate the work that they have done. So, some of the causes they have come up with is biological differences. And this is where I was telling you that um, the brains are actually different. Um, when they do brain scans, they can actually see somebody who is depressed. The brain is different from a healthy person. Um, brain chemistry is another one. Um the neurotransmitters that we were talking about normally is serotonin and dopamine. So serotonin is the happy hormone and dopamine kind of gives you energy. So those are the chemicals they try to replenish. Also, other hormones like um, uh, hormonal imbalances like thyroid hormone, um, the menstrual hormones, um, we see that they kind of 
offset um, the mood, a person's mood. You know, they might trigger depression, postpartum depression, PMS, PMDD, those kind of things. And then they came up with inherited traits also because depression does run in families. Um, so there is a genetic predisposition to depression. Now, if, you, if, you, if depression runs in your family, I already know what the root cause is. There is only one cause for that. When you see depression running in the family, it, yes, it's connected to the genes, but the genes are connected to something else. All diseases are epigenetic. So, and that's actually very, very easy to figure it out. And I can tell you how you can resolve that. So with that, I am kind of done. But if you need to get in touch with me, I'm going to give you my email. And I have to warn you that I do not check my email very often. But it is an old email and it still works. I might check it once a week. And I might be able to see your email. So that email is alicemonua at hotmail.com. I spell my name as A-L-I-C-E-M-U-N-Y-U-A at hotmail.com. The best way to get a hold of me is on Facebook. You just go on Facebook and type my name. Sometimes I have NP at the end of my name, which is nurse practitioner. Uh, and you'll be able, I check my Facebook messages every single day. So that will be the best way to get a hold of me. But I need to tell you that next year, I'm going to be holding um, Total Health University, where we'll do a live webinar. You can ask questions. You can ask me about these things. It will be a deeper dive into the things I'm hinting about, but I cannot tell you because I don't know who I'm speaking to. And I don't know how much you know about the unseen realm. So there are things about a human being that we cannot test, we cannot measure. And because there is such, so much lack of knowledge in that area, I don't like to divulge, you know, to people who don't know what I'm talking about. I like to guide people gently and explain things and also answer their questions. And that's why I'll be doing a total health university next year, sometime maybe early March. So stay in touch and I pray that I'll be able to see you there. But if you need to get a hold of me before then, well, I just give you my contacts. So get in touch with me. Um, major depression is not something you need to live with for the rest of your life. Because actually, if you do that, it's going to prevent you from being the best fashion of yourself. Some of the things that you can achieve in this world, you will not be able to achieve it, achieve them if you don't take care of this. So this, this is going to prevent you from becoming the person you were created to be. So it's good to get rid of it. And I, I'm here to show you how. Okay. So God bless you and have a wonderful, wonderful day or night. Uh, whatever time you're listening to this, have a nice day. Thank you.